interview and job search strategies that work. In this episode, I want to talk about mentors or individuals that just show you the way, basically, and give you a little guidance, basically. Um, so I'll just tell you a story, right? Um, when I was in, um, when I was overseas, and uh, I worked there, and this guy named, uh, so I was working night shift, actually, and at that night, I was the, on the patching team, so I used to patch the servers. We had, like, I don't know, 2,000 servers, something like that, and we would run uh, PS tools. So Carlos and I would, would, uh, would, would patch all these servers, or machines, basically, doing uh, PS tools, because we couldn't use SCCM. Uh, to push push him out. Anyway, long story short, um, what happened was we ended up uninstalling um, a patch, a um, Adobe patch, um, on all the machines, and then we had to reinstall them. When we reinstalled the Adobe, we pushed a script right to uninstall Adobe and reinstall it. And um, anyway, so. What happened was we uninstalled like uh, Adobe Pro on some of the other machines, maybe like 10 or 15 machines, something like that. And so the next morning, oh, we we'd solved the problem actually, right? So this is nice. We came in the next morning. Uh, one of our coworkers is like, um, hey, let's tell the director, blah, 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 what happened. So we go and tell the director, Tim, hey, this is what happened, right? But it's solved, right? And... Um, we just have to send, you know, people out to these 10 machines. We've already identified the machines that we need this particular Adobe software installed. I think it was Adobe Pro. And um, in, it's interesting. When I was in that meeting, it's one of these meetings where, you know, it goes on too long. Where it's like, okay, uh, we fix it and we're good, right? We're solved. And here's the repercussion. Just tell the customer... Um, that these 10 machines were, you know, needed patched or whatever, updated, done. Not some drawn-out, long... The reason is because in IT, um, some some people you work with, they'll pick apart your story, and it's almost like they want to go back in time, and maybe some people just want to see you fail in IT, and they're like, oh yeah, see, I showed, I told you, you shouldn't have done like this and like that. So when you try new things in IT, you're gonna have individuals, you're gonna have people that you, that are your managers, I won't say leaders, that will, um, you know, nitpick, nitpick, you know, whatever. And um, in this case, that's what happened. And um, so anyway, and I was, I was like, whatever, you know. And I go out of the meeting, and I was, and as I was walking out, um, I know this guy, Alex. Alex was a another in another uh, section. So I was in um, what was I in? I forget. But anyway, he was in another section. They did programming. They did um, Maximo, IBM Maximo. And um, I said, Hey, do you guys have any open positions where you're at? As I was walking out, because it was like, Really? You know, come on, guys. And um, he's like, Yeah. You know, and oh no, he asked me, um, you know, some questions like, oh yeah, okay. And um, maybe I think a week, uh, not even two weeks later, I was on the team. And I was like, um, 
working for his team, but I was still part of my other team. And um, wasn't until pull a couple months later that he brought you know he you know I was part of their team fully. And wh- why do I tell this story? So I tell you this story because at the time I didn't know VMware, I didn't know Commvault, I didn't know. Those are the two things I really didn't understand. I didn't know anything about VMware or Commvault. And the environment that he's in, that they were in. Um, they use VMware um, for their application servers. It was a Windows box, and uh, their IBM is an application server or application that runs on um, Windows Server. And the uh, database is um, Microsoft SQL. Of course, Oracle is what they really want to put it on, but they didn't have that. Anyway, so I learned, uh, at that job I learned VMware. That's how I learned VMware, and that's how I learned Commvault. And I, I remember installing Commvault maybe the first time I did it. I remember. I was in uh, one of the other buildings, and uh, Rashim was with me, actually. And I was installing it. Like, I said, well, it's not. And I kept saying, well, it's, this, is not, this is not how you install it. I kept saying, well, I found a new way not to in, how, how not to install it, basically. And, uh, and, that, and that's what happened. So... Uh, what I found out was um, I just needed to turn the debugger on. I needed to add the user to the debuggers group on Windows, on the Windows server, so Commvault to be installed. So the benefit from that was my, the leader, I call him the leader, Alex Gerlin, you know, he didn't, um, he, he didn't jump to the gun, and he didn't, um, he, he just really believed in me uh, fully. And I always, and I'd always tell him, I said, you know, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. I'll find out, you know. And so I'll tell you a couple instances of what happened in that regard. And uh, so I needed a, they call it, um, what do they call it? They call it stigging or locking down a server, basically, right? And you have these, um, the software that runs this, um, I don't know, it's like a, um, checks and balances, if you can, the general term, checks and balances, on a server. And a SQL server that, so we had a SharePoint instance on a server, and I ran this scan against the server, and I said, oh, well, we have to, you know, this, the password isn't um, strong enough, we need, to, we need to change the password. So Jacob and Rashim were there, and I said, oh, yeah, well, let's just change the password. Well, Unbeknownst to all of us, actually, um, you know, really, it was my fault, really, truth be told, actually, let's just say that. Anyway, um, so one of the servers was where we were at, and the other server was in uh, Qatar, and it was mirrored, but with four of the, what is it, four? Uh, so SharePoint, what was it, SharePoint 2013, I think it was? I forget what year it was, anyway, so version, rather. Anyway, so the um, so it was such a such that the SharePoint um, one of the parts in SharePoint I can't think of right now that works. There's like four parts basically to this particular part of SharePoint databases, four di- individual databases that are part of SharePoint, and one of them was in Qatar, and the rest were where we were at in Kuwait. And um, so I was okay. Let's just reset the password, right? You know. So we did that. What happens? The director 
it's like, hey, um, SharePoint's down? What's going on, right? And Alex, I remember Alex coming to us, and I had to go to Alex and say, Alex, we um, we broke SharePoint, you know, um, but we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. And he was obviously he was mad, right? Of course, uh, but he just let us figure it out. And um, what we ended up doing was we P to V'd the server, uh, physical to virtual the server, and um, hadn't looked back since. That's that's one of those times where that was that was really nice. I, I also remember. Uh, being at night at working, you know, during a patch cycle, so it was like a Wednesday. So what we do is we'd we'd snapshot the VM, the virtual machine. I would, and um, we would do maintenance. We'd do like an upgrade to the Maximo server or something. And if it didn't work, oh, we just restore back from the snapshot. Good to go. And I remember on occasion, Prabha had to go. He had to do something else. So I was there, and Alex was there, and. Uh, <laughs> And I'm not a maximal guy, right? I wasn't a maximal guy at the time, anyway. And he's like, "Okay, well, um, you know, he's, I'm just figuring, I'm just figuring stuff out as I go, basically. You know, Maximo, how the application servers works. Um, you know, just understanding some of that stuff. It's kind of cool. And yeah, Alex just let me figure it out. Like, okay, you know, and um, it was nice. Yeah, it was. Uh, so why do I tell you all that? What what's the whole point of this? Me telling you this story, right? Why do you care? Basically, I tell you this story because w when you have a a leader um, like that, that's a, that's a leader, by the way, who understands your strengths and weaknesses, but gives you enough room to fail, but not damage everything. Basically, just gives you enough. Okay, you know, not not the moment's notice. Say. It's not working out. Um, you're not figuring it out. We're going to go a different direction. Because you go with what you have at the time, basically. You know, and to bring somebody new in, um, you know, I think he identified the passion that I have for IT. I think that's probably what it was. And if you're a, a leader yourself and, you know, you have two individuals and one is, like, not passionate about IT and the other one is... You know, um, even if the one that's not passionate has, like, the higher skill set, maybe, as I did, you know, sometimes you tend to go with the person who's more passionate because what they do is they go home and they, the problem's in their head and they want to figure it out. They want to, oh, what, what's the problem? I'll think about it. Yeah. And that really benefits two people. The benefits, A, the leader, because the leader can... Um, can, can just rely on that person to figure it out. So that person, their checks and balances, there's things they do, meaning the individual, um, not the leader, but the employee, basically, just figures stuff out, just figures it out. And Alex Alex really understands. So we had a lot of meetings, um, passed on meetings, basically, that where everybody would talk. And and that's really the, that's probably the second time, really. The other time when I worked uh, in Intel, but the second time, Intel, the comp chip manufacturer, yeah. So the sec this is the second time where I was at a, a an area, and it's it's you know one of these things where I, I just need to be quiet, listen more, and um, just absorb knowledge because somebody else has something they want to tell, or they let me just listen before I I talk. 
So, so that's those are two skills I actually gained from from working with Alex. Actually, one is just learning to fail and just figure it out, and then relying on my team more so, rather than being one stop shop. Just rely on your team, train your team, train the people you work with, and and you know, um, just expect them. You know, uh, do expect them to do great things, and they will. And just having that that faith in an individual to just figure it out, that's that means so much. Actually, I think I think a lot of people follow leaders more than they follow probably money. Of course, money is important. By the way, don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, yeah, money is important. I'll, I'll I'll tell you another little tidbit. I guess right where we're on top of the money. Um, if you ever apply somewhere, and <laughs> like I <laughs> actually this has happened to me twice. So I had a. I was at an interview um, for a job overseas, making like one thirty or whatever it was, one ninety, one ninety. That's what it was. Yeah, whoop de doo, right? One ninety. Anyway, so I made the mistake of saying, "Yeah, I want. Um, I'm looking forward to making the money." To the person, you know, the, uh, what was it? I uh, IT operations manager. It was a network job, network engineer or something like that job. And I didn't get that job, of course, because I said that. And I was like, "Oh man, I shouldn't have said that." The other time was when I worked for another company, and I was like, um, uh, I basically text the individual I was going to work with, who would have been, well, who I would have worked with, and I said, uh, um, so what's, what's the per diem like over there, you know, basically, and, he, you know, he texts back, the, he texts back, like, you know, I want somebody who works with me and not for money, or whatever, right, like, okay, whatever, dude, you know, reality, right, reality check, um, so, yeah, but uh, I know better now, of course, you know, play the game, right? Uh, everybody knows it's about money, most of the time anyway, unless you get to a point where you have so much money that your your, your time is is so valuable, um, it's, it's more valuable f- for you to turn down a high-paying job um, and take a lower-paying job because of your time. You, you can do other things with your time. That's probably the only time. I, I guess what I'm talking about is maybe those individuals who don't really, like it's not a nine to five, but they work on projects. For instance, like somebody might, some company might pay somebody 20 grand to do something and they might not take the job because it requires a month. And this other company, they may take the other job from another company that's paying 10 grand a month for that per- particular project, let's say. That's what I'm talking about when I say uh, that probably the only time, right? But, you know, majority of folks out there, they just want, you know, we're looking for money, of course, right? But, you know, if we can have a, a good uh, job as well, good work at, or a good leadership, that really helps a lot. It makes makes the job easier. It makes it just a, you know, better work atmosphere altogether. So I think I think the takeaway that you can take away from this podcast is if you're a um, maybe identifying a leader uh, quickly if you can if you get to that level where you can identify a leader um, and or if you can even if you can even meet them halfway meaning you know there's a manager basically and if you know if you just write down your expectations when you go to a company. And say this is, 
um, based on what I know about the company, here's what I see my first week looking like. And then you draw it out. Maybe you have a, a picture, maybe better yet, you just have bullet points on what you think uh, is expected of you, right? And then you might also, which I've done this myself, might also tell the individual that you're working with, manager, who's probably a manager at the time, let's say, who's not a lead, yeah, leader, this is how you work best. This is how you, you're motivated best. This, for instance, if it's a work in office, um, it's okay, I work, I come in at, let's say, 8 or 7 or whatever, and I usually take a break at 10 o'clock, so please don't schedule your meetings for me from 10 to 11, right? And then I, I usually work through lunch, uh, but don't say that because they may try to abuse that for you, you know, like, okay, expect you to work. Um, but uh, if you just put down, okay, and then what you can say is you can say something like, okay, I work until three or four. And if you have something for me to do, I'll spend 30 minutes or an hour a day fi figuring it out or whatever. And so um, that, that actually does a lot for you because he, the, he or she doesn't have to, you know, um, they kind of, they kind of treat you better, really. They're trying to treat you like, okay, this person knows what's going on. They know their, how they work best. They know the environment they work in the best. They're telling me how they work best and I should really, uh, adhere to that if I want to, you know, as a manager, soon to be a leader, if I want to move into that role as a leader, I need to, you know, adhere to what they're talking about. Because if, if the employee tells you, the manager, this is how they work best, that's how uh, it should be. Because if the person knowing that, the fact that they know what, how they work best means a lot, actually. And that's easier on you as a manager who's soon to be a leader. Where you don't have to worry, you don't have to really, um, you don't have to really delegate a lot, really, with a person like that who's like who understands the atmosphere, who understands like how things go. And the other benefit is they're only, probably only going to come to you when uh, there's a problem. For instance, they might not know the environment, the company culture environment, or maybe the end customer. They don't understand. Um, they're going to come to you when they have a problem, you know, and you, and you know, it's not going to be something simple, you know, especially if they already have a couple years of experience and whatever, let's say it, it field, they're going to come to you if there's really a problem. And, uh, you know, what you're after is as a manager, soon to be a leader, you want to really, you want to try, if a person comes to you and says, in, you know, this is how I work best. The, the very next thing you want to do is you want to ask your other employees who you work for, actually. Hey, well, how do you guys work best? Can you guys give me... And you should probably know that already, actually, by the way. But if you don't, ask them. How do you guys work best? Um, I want to change it up. I want to make it, you know, more uh, adaptable to your schedule. You know, how do you... What, what kind of breaks do you want to take? And, and, of course, you know, they're going to be a little offset or a little like, oh, hey, what's going on with this? Or are we, you know, something changing? Uh, but just explain to them that, you know, you're the, I work for you. 
as a as a leader. That's what you want to explain to them. I work for you. Um, you know, I want to do stuff on your behalf. I want to give you everything possible so that I I can I can absorb any criticism, any uh, back blow from the my leadership, and you don't have to absorb it because that's less stress on you. And I'll I'll own that basically is what you're what you're after. That's how you lead basically. You know, you absorb all the nonsense stuff that doesn't really matter, and you know um, you're there really to fight for the employee uh, because the other leaders maybe don't understand and some take out of context. So you're there to just kind of oh okay this is how it is you know and since that person knows you. It's going to come across different than it would if that, let's say, your manager goes directly to the employee, whoever it is. It's it's not going to be the same uh, because they they look at them differently than they look at you. They look at them in a different light. They have um, they don't have the same relationship basically that they have with you that they have with uh, your uh, leadership. So um, yeah, just to finish this off, uh, thanks a lot, Alex Garlin really taught me a lot I really appreciate it um Prabha Jacob uh Edgardo um <laughs> Rashim yeah uh Prabha of course you know you guys uh awesome thanks uh yeah uh really enjoyed working with you guys so yep okay thanks everybody listening to the podcast have a great day